welcome along to our latest edition of the Irish Rally Podcast. We're down here in the lovely heartlands of Kilbride with Colin O'Toole, the man who played a major part in getting this podcast up and running, it must be said, through J&J services and general contacts and, and all that kind of stuff. Colin, um, I think this is episode 7, maybe episode 8, and uh, after flying along, we've we've got good feedback, and I'm obviously very grateful for the help that Joe after giving me, but... Uh, so far, so good. The only thing we don't have is action. Yeah, <laughs> the one action thing we set it up for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's great to see the podcast going going very well for you. And I suppose, with the exception of Terence, it's a big step down in terms of quality for guests <laughs> compared to what you've had last. But sure, we'll uh, we plug J and J services and GRT higher a few times and yeah. tell a few lies and see how it goes. Yeah, just I think we had in episode two. Seems like a lifetime ago, actually, but. Uh, yeah, you had uh, you had a few trips with Ted down through the years. <laughs> I had yeah, a few trips is right. Um, we did, we did three or four rallies together. Um, some of the stories we can't tell. <laughs> we let Terence tell them, or as I said to him, they'll be in the book when I write one. But uh, I know we got on, we got on very well. But the the Millington was just that was frightening, that was scary. Like you know, just the pace of it. I've sat in quick cars and all, but when you're in the car and you're going down the road and there's two narrow ditches either side of you, it's just frightening. Yeah, you know, I think it's, he even, it's a different level. He even admitted himself that it was just ferociously quick, like, and yeah. he was like, Jesus, is this nearly fucking too quick for me, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different ball game because we had, we, a few days before we went for a spin and it just get seats, everything set up. And when you're on a big wide main road, you know the car is quick, but it just doesn't doesn't feel like it yeah but i'll never forget the first stage we were up there and there was a right hander and he went down just a small bit of a hill turned square left and it was a straight out of the square left i think it was six six hundred was over and we just came down to it turned in i called the note and just the split second i had to think i just said mother of jesus <laughs> you know just you're you're gone like but in a way it's a little bit easier to call notes because you're just calling them so quick you don't have time to stop. Yeah. You're just calling, calling, calling. But it was great that I did it. I loved it. Don't know if I'd be caught out to do it again. Yeah, just you just know. that kind of, the, the pace was just a little just bit, whoa. The pace was just frightening. Yeah. You know, and he'll even, he'll say himself, like, we, we wouldn't have been on the pace of the top cat, the lads in that class that day. But it was still frightening, you know. Yeah. Frightening. And it's mad because uh, Mick Corley spoke about it as well when he was sitting in with Straker. And he, he, I remember him, I can still see him talking about this brown door that he thought was a mile away and coming so close to him. Yeah. And he said, what did he say? Oh, babe, you're all mama or something because <laughs> it just came up on top of him like that. Like. Yeah, oh, I know exactly what he means. It's just, it's everything is just coming so quick, you know. It's, yeah. it's frightening. But uh, we, we, we did have good laugh now. There's a few stories from Monaghan. There's one now is still pending a legal case now at the minute. But uh, we can't say anything about that. Well, sure, tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> tell us a little bit of something anyway. Well, it, that happened that in the, in, it happened in the build-up to it and uh, it involved the dog bite. And that's all we'll, that's all we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say anymore. Right, okay. So I'm going to have to... When am I going to wait and get this story now? Ted, you're saying Ted's bringing out some sort of a book but, or whatever. Uh, but yeah. you're, not going to keep, you're not going to keep the people waiting. You're going, you may tell ah, us no, something anyway. Tell us, even if it's a lie. <laughs> even if it's a lie, is right. Yeah, yeah. I know, we did, we, did, um, we did leash in the 1600 car. And we we drove out of Park Firma to service, which is up in Leash, it's in the same area. Mm. So we drove over and next thing he decided he wasn't happy with where the seat was in the space of 20 yards. So we were like, right. So he decided he was going to take out the seat. So we had about 
10 minutes out of his takeout to see C couldn't be got out. So then he got the seat out. Then we ran out with time. So I, I was getting home and said, we may go. So we actually drove to the start of the first stage with the seat just literally sitting in place. Jeez. There was there was no bolts, no nothing. So the seat was in place and the, the stage was only out the road. So we got out the road and we pulled in and we must have spent another 15 or 20 minutes trying to put the seat back in place for him. And eventually we got it in and we went on and we had right days cracked in. But when they come at the any any of the other stories now there for a there for another day. There's a risky business there now after <laughs> going through scrutiny and all the next thing the seat comes the out. Seat comes out, yeah. Seat comes out. But uh, I look we got it sorted and all. You just whatever way it was, you just wasn't happy way, and sure. When something gets in your head then, it's in your head then for the day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. even even the with the with the pain on the wheels and the th- the wheel coming yeah, off and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, like, gas, I, get, I I never had as much crack the day the day up a monaghan and the, we did leash and we did we did what else did we? Oh we did bottle last. And just the crack we had was was absolutely deadly, you know. It was great crack because I, I I had said to him in the build up to it that I'd sit in if he was stuck I'd sit in because I've navigated a lot but I wouldn't be big into it, you know. I'd be further to be behind the wheel but I said to him if he was stuck grand we'd go so we went and jeez we had some crack for the three the three or four we did was was great crack you know yeah but he sacked me then so <laughs> you got the P45 got the P45 <laughs> then after that yeah because yeah. of course Eugene used to sit with him Eugene McGrath yeah, yeah, yeah and he's back with him now again whenever he does do an odd one but yeah, oh, it, was, it was great crack now in fairness to him yeah and I suppose this is a probably uh, a, a prime example of you know like even though Ted was competing at a very high level and all, just the, the clubman story, I suppose, that these stories are, are happening up and down and have done for the last 30 or 40 years. Just, yeah. Sometimes you don't get to hear them. And that's why I think uh, it's important in the podcast too to hear this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I know some of the stories you'd hear and you'd, you'd see yourself, like, you know, a lot of them, you, obviously enough, you can't tell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, does, yeah. But a lot of them to get out. Even the funny one, I don't know if we've told this in the podcast before, but Marshall up in Donegal three years ago, um, I can't think of the, the stage on the first day. It could have been Trent, I think it was. And we were at a, a 90 left anyway, and there wasn't too much room for spectators or anything like that. It was, it was quite enough, but it was a dangerous fake of a men. Like. And Lee McLaughlin, I don't know if you know him, up in Donegal, oh, yeah. he came straight down, Duke's a hazard style, straight over the ditch into this field. And there was a couple of fields joined into it onto the escape road. So we had the opening gates and all that, and in fairness to the code driver, he closed every gate you opened as well. He didn't just leave, you know, all the cows go to the field or whatever. He was a bit <laughs> considerate of, of the surroundings. So he got onto an escape road. If he had to turn left, he would have arrived down three junctions further down the road, but he turned right. So that was grand anyway. I was like, where's this lad going? Now five minutes later, I was like, beep, 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 came back around the same location again. Back again. He <laughs> was after he losing his way. He came back on, onto the, but he came around the same location twice, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I guess better. So we were on Garton then the following day and there's an old pub on Garton and there's kind of a, a staggered four cross roads on it. The the women are great actually that used to own the pub. They come out and they, they sell sandwiches and, and stuff. Uh, they sell up a little table and you can get your tea or whatever. They didn't lose the enterprise mind. But uh, there's a lovely hairpin on it anyway. I'd say you definitely know that one too if, you, if you've seen it down through Finn's videos or uh, Vantage Points or any of the like that. But further on down... Uh, about 100 yards down one of the escape roads or maybe more than 100 yards but you have a location probably I don't know it could be 8 locations on because they go around the lake so I'm fine anyway we were marching and the Lachlan came around that and then at the end of the second one we walked down and there's a civic in over the ditch but Lachlan again <laughs> we were on the junction and then 
you couldn't write this. We're on Glen on the Sunday. Uh, we went to spectate that day. Who was there? Madlockland. Bag of cans. Bag of cans. <laughs> Parked up. Had enough of you. Yeah, I don't know if we were like the Grim Reaper going around yeah. or, or what the crack was, but um, again, prime example of a, of a, of a club man having, having the crack or whatever. Crack, yeah. And seeing yeah. the funny side, even though there's a bit of damage done. And do you know what? We'll have a few cans here, lads, on the Sunday. You know? Yeah, yeah, be done with all. There's lots of stories like that, yeah. Yeah, common, common enough as was. But uh, yeah. like from your point of view, when you, when you talk about the navigating and the, the car being ferociously quick and thinking here, I think I might like to either drive or same with something slower. Like, we had Rory Kennedy on the podcast and we had Pat Malachny. Like You look at Rory there now and like Rory's navigating years and... Uh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying it, but like he's he's fairly well on in comparison to a lot of the navigators out there who are in a younger age bracket altogether. The speed doesn't seem to frighten him whatsoever. No, he, he wants go. more of it, like yeah, yeah. I suppose you just get used to it, but like I've probably I've probably done as much navigating as I have driving, but I just it was one thing I never really never really got fully into, um, and I've sat with lots of people. I kind of only tend to sit with with people I know. And kind of are friends with and if somebody is stuck i'll help them out all right but um it's just something i never i never got big into just i suppose when you're sitting there you, you, you kind of think to yourself you don't have full control when you don't have the the wheel and the pedals in front of you but as i say i, I, I didn't mind it like it's not that i didn't like it but just i prefer to be behind the wheel you know yeah yeah like there's a there's a huge difference though in, in the skill set and uh as we've said many times already um, you know, you can't underestimate the hardship that a navigator goes through, be it with time and all that, mm. as well as calling the notes. It's a core of, like, there's a savage responsibility, like. Oh, it's massive, yeah. It's massive responsibility in the work, and, like, I, no point saying any different, I wouldn't put in half the work that a lot of the navigators do. You know, I'd kind of rock on and work out your time cards in the morning and then kind of tip away that way, but... The work that some of them do, and I see, see myself that the navigators I've had, the work they put in is, is phenomenal. You know, the, the background of the maps and your notes and tidying up your notes then the night before, whereas I just scribble it out and write a new one and kind of tip away. But the, the lads that do put the work in, it's, it's huge, you know. Yeah. And I suppose let's, let's bring it back to the here and now and the fact that we don't have anything. And the most recent disappointment we're after getting the last, only the last day or two, the sprint in Mandela is not going ahead on Sunday or over the weekend. You know, like people were looking forward to that immensely. Those were kind of the outlets when we hadn't got stage rallying and we saw the autocross and, and rally sprints and across quarries and all this kind of thing going on. And that's how lads improvise. But a major disappointment, but we have to understand it, I suppose, and accept it, don't we? Yeah, this is the thing. And whether it should be going ahead or it shouldn't be going ahead, it's the, the million dollar question that there's probably no right answer to. Um, like level two grand you could work away and i was actually supposed to navigate for for the rock when it was going ahead but you can understand why it was pulled when it got to level three again you have the two you know you have the pros and cons to whether it should run or it shouldn't run going by the restrictions you kind of you, you can't really say that it should run you know like is towing a rally car from any part of the country to mondello or to the north, wherever it is, is it an essential journey? If you were to hold a gun to my head, I'd say no, it's not like... Yeah. So, it's it's very hard to know. It's very hard to know what to do. It involves um, a lot of stoppages along the way as well, too. Yeah, like, and that's uh, this, of, this is the thing, like, you know, and now, th now they're asking people to stay at home, you know, you can't visit anybody, 
and then on the other hand you're looking to run rally sprints or or rallying whatever it is it just i don't think if you're to read into restrictions i don't think it can go ahead you yeah. know you know yeah. and everybody has the arguments f- to and against it's very hard to know but at this moment in time with the restrictions that are in place I personally don't think it can go ahead yeah you know well like I suppose you're uh, let's let's be honest about it uh, you were a bit iffy about this all along anyway you were kind of thinking yeah yeah it's very hard it's, it's hard to know Mondello or rally sprints or rally crosses they can be controlled because you have your your one gate in you can have your you and your mechanic with you so there is a good argument for Mondello that's grand but rallying rallying is kind of different because you're dragging people from all over the country you're relying on spectators not to go which is very hard to do so like rallying is tricky I know I, I like probably being a bit of a hypocrite because it was to do the, the Ravens Rock but when it was on level 2 with the restrictions in place you'd say if everything is done right grand you can run it but just it's with level three it can't run you yeah know? well, well when i say it can't run that's only my opinion on it anyway yeah. you know and with the whole thing of crowds going to rallies and stuff and i know you made the point before before that it's outdoor and it might be that bit safe whatever however having thought about it since like with most of these locations if you're going to a rally and you look at it, nine times out of ten people will flock to the same location because mm-hmm either because it looks like a great bend on the map or because it's the most accessible you, you know you don't get that even scattering across the stage either yeah so that's a cluster straight away like. straight away yeah. yeah and it's as I say it's, it's, it's very very tricky I know um, Terence had said earlier on if they had pulled a year everybody would have known where they stood whereas now it's everything is stop start stop start one thing gets a date a couple of days before it is pulled if they had a pull at the start of the year, everybody would have known where everybody stood. And it's just, it's, it's very tricky at the minute, you know. Um, I know Clarney still has the date to run. Even that's looking doubtful now at the minute. So it's, it's, it's very up in the air, you know. Yeah, it is indeed. So like that's probably, yeah, Clarney, Clarney Historics have, have their date. Uh, Wexford were still obviously looking to run. They've postponed with the hope of still getting a date. But um, yeah, sure. Look, as every passing day goes, it looks more unlikely. Like so, and again, with all these cases kind of going up, or whatever. Um, I don't know. Our lads nearly as well just to to say, look, we have a short window here now. We've only a few weeks left in the year as it stands. Do you just draw a line through it? Like, what's the advantage in even getting that? event going I know lads have been crying out to go to it and all that and I say that with a heavy heart and the two of us love rallying and all that but like I mean at the end of the day we're only a few months away from the turn of the new year it's not going to go away in the new year but we might be in a better position to kind of deal with how we how we get set up and I'm sure MI and all the boys have been have been talking about how they can facilitate things maybe going into the new year yeah this is the thing like I, I know I had said it already if the year had been cancelled you would have said grand but in in hindsight you know hindsight is a great thing but maybe at this stage there would be as well just to to knock it on the head for the year maybe run a rally sprint or two at the start of the year kind of different locations and i don't know we we do be talking about ourselves and if they ran the rally sprint 
like the way they're going to run the rally. So use your use whatever way they're going to use their time cards, your uh, road books. Kind of use it just as a, a breaking in event to see how the rally is going to run before just kind of diving in and you know it's 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 very hard to know but if if it was me now I'd, i would knock it on the head for the year and yeah. as you say it's not going to go away next year but you know you have to the perception of rallying has to be looked at and if we're bringing people from all over the country to to your to your county it just doesn't look great now at this time you know yeah and if you look at it from the point of view like you're a big ga man <clears throat> i'm a big ga man as well as a you know, having the other interests or whatever, but, like, you see how for and against people are with the whole inter-county thing at the moment, and there is a massive divide, and I don't know are the GA coming out with this looking well, because it seems like there's only one motivating factor, and we all know what it is like, and yeah. it's the spawn noodles. So, if that doesn't go ahead, I appreciate the fact that they are down to hate money, but it can't be at the detriment of people who... Are putting putting themselves on the line for our entertainment and, and all that kind of stuff. So you don't want rallying being painted in that light either. Do you know what I mean? Because even to have a debate about it means there's something amiss, like you know. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure that's something that everyone involved in Irish rallying is kind of conscious of too. That they don't want to come out with this looking terrible as well as putting people's health on the line. Like yeah, this is the thing. You know, please God, when this goes away, we want to be able to go back rallying. So if if one was held now and something did go wrong or something came from it um it's it's just a pure perception like you know yourself with the club we were involved in we had to to cancel a match and it turned out to work against us now kind of we're rallying is kind of the same if something was to go wrong you know you it'd be very hard to go back to that area go back to that house and knock on your door and say look we want to close the road again you know and and after something happening so i think they would be just knocking on the head for a year and i know it's affecting a lot of people and even we run our own business and it's affecting us as well we get a lot of signs and graphics and all bits and pieces coming up to the car rally and wexford rally and all so it's not that we don't know about it you know but just for the pure perception of rallying i think we're gonna have to leave it you know yeah how close were things to like the rock went the week of it? Yeah, like yeah. I'm thinking uh, just even from the likes of say, just say Patterson or on the pace not. I'm sure all them yokes were rocked and ready to go. Oh, I was ready to go. Like we had we had the notes and all got and I was to go down the the Wednesday night before we were to go down and just get seats and everything set up. Everything was was good to go, you know. So it was it was literally just pulled a couple of days before. But everything was lined up, ready to go, you know. Yeah, and like the entry fees and all that is very messy now as well because lads are paying entries and paying entries, trying to get that sorted out. And yeah. like it's 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 a headache for the club, you know. And sure, Wexford would have been in the same boat. Like they would have had all their meetings, all their paperwork, like the work that goes on behind the scenes, just to get it to a certain stage even, and then for it to be pulled is it's a lot of work, you know. Yeah, or Jesus, yeah, like lads booked into places and I'm just trying to think of all those headaches and yeah. they must have, the organisers must have been just like oh Jesus like to be so close, close to actually having yeah. it yeah. and you know in in the sense we're saying we should uh, you know not go ahead with stuff lock, stock and barred for the year but if it did go ahead the one thing I'd say about it would be 
there would have been some sort of a basis to to work off it and you would have had a little bit of feedback on it good bad or indifferent hopefully not not too serious but you would have had something to work off to see right this is how this went we yeah. can't go this again or do you know what that didn't work too bad yeah maybe there's a bit of there's a few things we can work on yeah, here, going to, here and there yeah do you know yeah. so from that point of view that's it would have been nice to see it go ahead just to see would other events be able to take that from it when hopefully they get to go ahead yeah uh, like maybe maybe a forestry a couple of forestries might be the the better way to go at the start of the year because you have you don't have your residents to worry about and you have a lot less spectators to worry about so like if they could try it out on a forestry or two first they'll know know a lot more than going into the first tarmac round you know yeah definitely so like i mean like like every motorsport fan i'm sure during lockdowns and stuff you spend a lot of time going back through all videos and stuff <laughs> or did you no, not really. No, it's like I was saying to everyone. We we actually we were lucky enough. We didn't really have a, a lockdown. We there was a couple of us had to stay working, but um, actually we'd be we'd be looking at all videos and it's like the old saying: the older you get, the faster you are. You know, but uh, actually we might get back going again. We have the two cars still out in the shed and yeah. What's the crack at the know. moment? Talk to us about that because I know it was Brian Hutton doing a bit of work there, Brian, was he? Brian was doing a bit of work. It took him a little bit longer than than uh, he first expected, but we got the car back off him and all anyway. So the car's all painted up and all the bodywork is done on it. So we're putting it back together now. And we had a we had an older car that we built ourselves back in he was ninety nine or two thousand, and I actually am after resurrecting that now as well. So for me, seeing as I'm trying to get the two of them back on, but um, at kind of rallying has changed now as well it's you know it's, it's a lot more expensive than when we were kind of at it strong and it's it kind of without sounding too harsh a lot of the f- a lot of the fun that used to be in it has kind of gone out of it you know it's 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 probably not as as enjoyable for me anyway as it used to be you know you, you'd still have good crack at it and be a laugh at it, but it's just it's, it's not the same as it used to be, you know. Yeah, just gone too serious or something, is it? Do you think? Yeah, and and just the expense of it, um, like like the year we did the national in two thousand and six, and the entry fees were all range, and every entry fee was around five hundred euros, which is you know it's it's manageable when you're doing the national, like. But to go do it now, an entry fee like you're talking eight nine hundred euros now yeah. for an entry fee alone, and that's before all your other costs on top of it, you know and. It's just it's it's gone to a different level, just of price. But it's just it's not the the same phone is just not in it as as what it used to be. You know, is that kind of like is that down to uh, I don't want to sound harsh now by saying a claim culture or that has like insurance has insurance that, yeah it? sure it's insurance is is what's killing the entry fee. Mm. You know when you break it down, you see it there with with Carlo ourselves like when you break down the cost of insurance is huge in it. You know yeah. Um, and again, sure, that's the the whole claim culture, you know. Yeah, and he, he even saw something going in the news there. We all we all guess so, but some boys drank milk that was gone out oh, of the milk, out of milk, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, this is what you're up against in this day and age, you know. Yeah, like what you're up against, but hopefully we, we'll, hopefully rallying does come back and we get back. the 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 one dream I've always had is is Donegal, and we had actually talked about trying to do it next year before the whole COVID kicked in so obviously it's hard to know whether something like that had, had, had run now but hopefully one day if, if we got to do it on a goal and hang up the boots then happy enough you know yeah that's the last one on the list 
think David Connell only did that for the first time last year. Last year, yeah. Like, and he was in Raleigh a long, long time, and he seemed to be really enjoying himself up there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, I only went up for the first time to spectate three years ago, because I'd never done it until three years ago. I was like, ah, lads, where? What yeah, the hell have I been doing all my life? Like, yeah, you know? it's a different ball game up to, altogether up there, you know? So hopefully one day, touch a bit of wood here, that it, it will happen, but um, whether it'll be next year or the following year, Time will tell, you know. Yeah, it's it's run superbly. I say it time and time again. It's just everything just goes yeah. really, really smoothly up there. There's no, you know, acting the bows you ever, you know, even from the point of view of sorry the boys have the king of the corn thing going on. I think that kind of separates that sort of crowd and keeps them over keeps there out of the way. Yeah. You know, to a certain extent, anyway. I won't yeah. say it'll do away with all together, but it keeps them kind of out of the way. And you know, because a lot of the, a lot of the guys that go up and are into that sort of crowd don't even go to the bloody rally. Do you know? So yeah. I think that's one good advantage of it. In other events, they they go up and some less tinker in the bloody rally. Right. Yeah, yeah. But even even for the for the county itself, the money that it brings in for the economy is huge. Massive. You know, it's absolutely huge. Yeah, I was looking back through um, some of the stuff that the Morse Learning thing bought the archive from RPM, and they're sharing stuff there every week. Last week they had uh, Rally the Lakes from two thousand. I remember actually been at that rally. I remember Finley in the just the, the, the plain white focus. Oh, the focus All yeah. his on it was a Pirelli sticker. And he was going off to the Acropolis, I think, shortly after that with, with Rory Kennedy. And uh Jesus uh, I just remember being lay up at the time in that in that particular era and how, how good it was. And last night they had the summit rally, which was an improvisation of course, because I think uh, the circuit fell away the wayside and Galway fell away the wayside. So yeah. I think the rally the last could have been the first round. And then the summit was possibly round two. But one thing I actually had forgotten was that Stephen Murphy actually led the championship after the first two rounds. First two rounds, uh, yeah. Yeah, completely forgot that. Yeah, and uh, he was in Bertie Fisher's old Subaru. Correct, yeah. And uh, we actually, I actually got a spin in that car with him up on Mount Leinster one day. Um, his, his mechanic's son was in school with us and he used to tell us when he was going testing. So we were able to go up. So actually it was was fortunate enough to get spin in that and the spin in his Escort Cosworth up there and they were two magic yeah, cars you, sent, you, know, you sent me the picture of you in the, in the Escort Jesus like that would have been some experience yeah, at the yeah, time yeah always magic but the two cars were chalk and cheese different like the, the noise of the Escort was just it was deafening you know and then you're in the Subaru and it's just kind of a, a roll car and, yeah you'd hear an odd pop and bang but that'd be it you know yeah that particular test part right was that from do you know that like really Steep drop you have rolled sheep to be in Molenster. Is yeah. that the actual No it's he didn't it's, drive that one, surely. No, it's it's before there's a forestry just before that. Yeah. And you turn there, so you're using there and you're heading back down to the T junction and you're turning right for Bunclody. Okay. And yeah. heading down for where the the windmills are now. Yeah. And you just turn I was there. thinking that, I was like, that's a fairly hairy place to be testing. Yeah. <laughs> definitely for a young lad to be sitting in beside it and be looking down and just looking like down and going here, lads, this game over. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the last time um the last time Carlo used that stage, oh God, early two thousands anyway, they they were coming from they were coming from the Boris side, and the Mark II actually went down over it. So it went, went the whole way down, and uh, no, thankfully they were all alright and all. The car was a bit worse for wear, alright, but they needed a good few ratchet straps to pull it back up. But, well, when um, was that? Like that's a good few years ago. Yeah, it's two thousand and. Probably 2003. And they actually used that segment that we're talking about. That, oh, yeah. That yeah. mad segment. Yeah. So it started on the far side, started on the Boris side. Yeah. And came up across the end of Nine Stones, heading for 
say yeah. our house here where we are now at the minute and you you turn right then for Bunclody and on down that road Jesus uh, yeah. that's the last time it was actually used didn't use it after yeah because uh, for a couple of years it was kind of in around this that kind of general direction too I remember uh, was it a Corsa wrapping off a telegraph pole up somewhere up around this this neck of the woods as yeah well, well the the road outside our gate has often been used for for control arrival and finish control yeah um the stage it it normally start or finish just just barely up the road there so we'd be kind of in the in the heart of it here yeah you know? <laughs> so you couldn't be out now it's only in like and yeah else is right a stone straw from the pitch as well yeah but um yeah. no look they, they, that was just going back to the rpm thing they were that was great improvisation at the time using was sean quinn's quarry yeah and I think was that the year of the foot and mouth, was it? Uh, foot and mouth was the year after, I think. Foot and mouth was all one. This was two thousand. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, yeah, Galway and the circuit didn't go. I don't know what did or didn't happen. I know there was a bit of hardship in Galway in around that time with lads acting the bowsy as well. Yeah. Um, in previous years to that, so maybe that was a contributing factor. As you know, but Steve, you led the championship after. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was mad. It actually, it still bugs me that. Uh, Look, I, I'll be straight about now, but when, when Off the Ball did the, the Mount Rushmore thing, and the Mount Rushmore was to pick four greatest sports people, we'll say, from each county. Yeah. I don't know how that man was in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it still bugs me a little bit. There and wasn't too many drivers in the conversation for any of them, I don't think. There actually wasn't. You think about <gasps> it, I don't know, was, was, was Mikhail mentioned at all? I don't, I don't think so. I heard a few of them. I didn't hear them all, though. But, um, no, Stevie definitely didn't get, didn't get a mention anyway. Crazy, you know. And I mean, Mount Rushmore. Who's get the time on? Stevie's right with the mountain with the boys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, everyone's had their own. It's a game. It's a game of opinion, as, yeah, as, as yeah, the fella exactly. said. But no, they were they were great times. And the boys on the Spring Podcast, in fairness, did a great one there about the boom, um, and all the kind of mad stuff that was happening. Or talking about a particular season when Derek McGarty drove. Was it fire? Oh yeah, I actually heard that one. It was a very good one. Yeah, meant yeah. the cars and the cars. Yeah. And flying over to going over in a helicopter to the pro drives bring back a par- part of yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. They were the days, all right. Yeah, chatting about the tree was it the tree plasters or plumbers or something. The helicopter going around to the goal, getting the flame around for the weekend. For the weekend, yeah, yeah, crazy uh-huh. stuff all together, yeah. But like that was they were great. The boys, the boys did a very good episode on that. It's worth, it's worth checking out on, on the sprint or whatever, but uh. Yeah, there was there was there was a great era there. I I particularly have fond memories of going from say the period of ninety seven ninety eight up to as far as all one. I loved that particular. I don't yeah. know whether it's because I was kind of growing up with it or whatever, but uh, it just it just seemed like a great time. And then like um, even though the boom was great and there was some you know Donnelly came into his own had some had some great battles and and all that too. I just those three years I thought were, were great. Like yeah, you know, yeah, top class of it. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's, where, where is it at for you in terms of the, the peak era that you would look back and think Jez I actually really enjoyed that whether it be growing up or you know just in general just in general well obviously for myself it would have been 2006 the year, the year of the national like, yeah. um, because we, we hadn't actually even planned on doing it that year it just kind of fell into place um, we we did we did the junior championship the year before. The it was the actually it was the first junior championship, um, the West Coast one, and we were fortunate enough to win that. And then we got just a, a man in Scotland, Bill Faulkner, builds all our engines, and kind of talking to him one day, and he just said, said we get a, a sixteen hundred sixteen valve engine built with him. So we got that done, and then Circuit of Kerry 
was the first um, was the first round of it, and they were using Conor Pass and Slay Ahead, which are just two unbelievable stages. And it, it was actually it was the last year they used them. And when we seen they were using them, we said we'd have to go down and, and do them. So John McGrath from Bunclody signed with me for the year, and he's gone on to do much bigger and better things in the navigating seat since then. But we kind of just went from one rally to the next, and I don't know. It was the it was the whole year, and it was the the people we met. There was people did the championship waste all the powers in Watford and all, and we just we used to have great crack, and there was full entries everywhere and big cars, and so it was probably kind of middle middle zero zeros was would have been my favourite time of the year, you know? Yeah. You know, it was around then, like... Yeah. Uh, look, uh, even even that year with uh, Nesbitt in the in the Evo, uh, and Higgins is in one as well. Oh, up in, yeah, up in Donegal, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. McRae, obviously, came to Donegal in that year as well. Yeah. In the, in the, in the Metro. Um, <clears throat> the year before that, Dundrani the Lakes in the Mar 2. I actually, I remember him vividly coming around one bend and I was like oh my god just the the car control yeah, you know, yeah. he had a bit more weight I think in the back of that or something he had distributed the weight more evenly on that Done mark different. yeah we were actually we were at ladies view for that and he was the same coming around ladies view was just it was a different gravy with him you know yeah and even seeing him coming up the up the gap there's a clip of it there on YouTube like and just the the way the car was balanced like yeah. you know you, oh, Jesus mighty like and to have them boys coming over yeah and then now the one thing we we might just finish up on is they're talking about a world rally event coming to the island next year. Now I think it could be Rally GB, but in Northern yeah, Ireland. Northern Ireland. Yeah, we're still yeah. going to be on the island, and that's that's not a bad thing at all. No, it's not a bad thing at all. No, no. And you seen the last time that it ran the teams coming over to do the rallies prior to it for testing. You know. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be great to see it again. Because it's, it's a big country for rallying, you know. Yeah. I remember the the crack with, with Sligo that time and setting up and they were bringing in broadband and all that. And I'd say Sligo benefited massively, not just uh, financially, but even the fact that they probably got the American <laughs> they internet connections got the internet, and all that yeah. before anyone had. Like, yeah. Jesus, what went into that was serious, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be, it'd be great to see it again, you know. Absolutely. And hof- hopefully we will see it all going well. Carl, uh, that's that's pretty much it. I'd say. Any anything else you want to tell us now before we finish up? No, you, know, no, that's it, no. you still want to keep them stories for another time? No, no, that's it. No, we get back to work now. Aye. <laughs> well, listen, come here and uh, thanks for thanks for being so supportive. You sponsored uh, a good few episodes there and stuff, and put us in contact with other sponsors and you know contacts in general, trying to get lads on it. So thanks to yourself and all the boys there at J and J Services, and uh, good to have you on the podcast. We had to talk into it there a few times, but indeed, yeah. um, thanks, thanks for thanks for coming on. It's great to great to speak to you, and uh, all the best. No problem. Thanks very much.